Yo everybody, before we start, just want to let you know that I big smooth brain and messed up the audio a little bit on Alex's side. I hope you still enjoy. Have a great time. Love, peace and positivity. Goodbye. Hello everybody and welcome back. My name is Davey Boy uh, with another weekly episode of Gamer Chat. This is episode six, I believe. And this week we actually have a guest and someone to talk about and discuss things with me. Uh, Mr. One, Alex. How you doing, Alex? I'm not too bad, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, it reminds me like we used to do a podcast back in BBU, and uh, it's a lot easier when there's other people to talk to. So. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Alex and I actually was on the we're on the BBU podcast. Uh, almost like I say like a year or two ago. Uh, we were playing Left for Dead Two during the podcast yeah. yeah that was yeah. ages ago but uh yeah alex is uh the admin uh, what would i say admin owner of uh, the admin, yeah, yeah. yeah or you know what i'll just let you say it like uh well what, what exactly so, yeah so basically bbu is a gaming community that tries to cater to the needs of everybody so that everyone's got somewhere they can just come and play games and feel comfortable and have people to play games with we do have a contracted element as well with like our own Formula One leagues, esports teams in Rocket League and League of Legends, um, but mainly we're just a it's like a, an online internet cafe. That's kind of the easiest way to explain it. We want people to just come play play, play games with their friends, feel comfortable, and then leave. You don't have to play games. You can watch people play games, talk about people playing games, just hang out and talk about I don't know a new Pokemon episode if you want, whatever. Does it be? Um, it's not actually owned quotation marks by anyone myself and donkey are the admins for bbe um and we are basically janitors we make sure that the place is clean and tidy and everybody gets to use it but that's about it and we have a really amazing team that works around us and dave also helps us out with streaming sometimes as well um and it's all those people that kind of make bbe what it is so don't want to take any credit there that's <laughs> now nah, well uh bbu uh fantastic place to meet people where you know uh friends are welcome on all you know different sides of the world we have multiple friends from all across the world so you know I, i'm happy to be a part of the bbu and uh, there will also be a link to the discord for the bbu in the description uh when of this on when it goes on youtube and obviously when i post everywhere else so if you're not a part of the bbu you can join it and you know be a part of the crew so uh I, I've been playing very little games as of late now, uh, being honest with you, but I had a few days to myself, uh, back to streaming later on today, so starting off with a brand new, uh, brand new different uh, list of games, some of them not, are not totally brand new, but uh, I'll just uh, go over them here, so today's Friday. Time of recording or time yeah, recording? Yeah, time recording, yeah, which is be oh, which yeah, be Friday. Drink tonight. I, I will be at a certain point, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so you know. Uh so I'm like I tweeted out that, you know, I'm back to focusing on streaming yep. a lot more. So yep. so Mondays will be Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is the latest installment from the Yakuza games. You basically Yakuza seven. Uh, you don't need to. You don't need to have played the other ones for this. Uh, I played a little bit of it before, and when I played it, I was expecting it to be a beat 'em up, but it actually wasn't. So yeah, 
It was very surprised that it was a turn base. Then Tuesday, we've got Immortal Phoenix Rising. That'll be the game I'll be playing there. Uh, Wednesdays are pretty much whatever I feel like playing. Uh, no perfect name, but there's one game that I probably will commit to it for a little while, and that is Octopath Traveler, which is now came to Game Pass, which is a phenomenal game. I really want to get back into that, so I'll be playing on the Xbox. Tuesdays will still be Thai Thursday, which will be Thai to Tasmanian Tiger 1. Uh, I still don't know if Thai... Tasmanian Tiger 2 or 3 is on the PlayStation but or on the other consoles but if they are I'll be playing them and then so in the time recording which is Friday I'll be playing Final Fantasy 15 that will be like it's pretty, pretty much Fridays are my Final Fantasy Friday streams so I'll be playing a lot of Final Fantasy on that Saturdays will be Neo's uh, it'll be it's a stressful Saturday stream so I play Neo 2 which is a game I'm trying to get through now and a lot of multiplayer games such as COD and FIFA because these are all frustrating games that you know that you can play as well as yeah. sunday being star wars the falling order uh after watching a streamer uh hayate batadori i don't want to put your name hayate but he is uh, a speedrunner and watching him made me want to get back in the game and i'm going to platinum it so that is something i'm looking forward to so and if anyone isn't aware uh mondays and uh i don't know if it, i think i think it's this week now like coming up mondays and tuesdays in the bbu we have the F1 Division 1 and Division 2 races. Do we have one or two races this week? Okay, so this week is Monaco, which is the last race for the split. So that is just on Monday. And then there'll be a one-week break. And then the week after that, there'll be two races. Okay, so there's only one race coming up, and that's the Monday. Yes. Yeah, so for anyone who isn't sure what the split is, the, they are certain drivers in Division 1, certain drivers in Division 2. If you haven't uh, accumulated enough points in Division 1, you'll be relegated to Division 2. And if you're and like is it one or two people uh from division two up one down yeah so one down two up yeah perfect yeah. uh and you will see that over on youtube with uh division one being co uh hosted and casted by uh yourself alex and donkey and me on in division two if i'm not there next season uh but we'll see uh, coming into Monday. I, I'm confident. I'm confident. So I'm confident as well. And um, hopefully going forward into next season, um, next split, rather, uh, we will have a larger time between the two races. So there's less chance of there being a delay between the, the Division 2 stream start and stuff like that. Yeah, and especially if there's any technical issues. Like, that five minutes can take is oh. is a lot. But uh, we'll get right into the news, because we actually have a hefty bit of news to talk about uh, this week. Well, I was actually kind of surprised, because I was like, last week, I was like, all right, yeah. But then, for the last, like, two or three days, and including at the time of this recording, uh, the Xbox Indies is uh, happening. And I was watching it, got so bored, I turned it off, because it, there was just too much talking. That, like, there, like if when you're making, like, a time like this, you, you really want the games to speak for themselves. So just show, like, a high reel of the games instead of just talking about them, which, you know, the people that were streaming, some people had, like, a 480p, like, a webcam, and some other people had, like, a 1080p, and the quality of them talking to each other just seemed awkward and stuff like that, so I was going to include it in this, but I do have Twitter open just in case there's any, like, breaking news from what'll be, like, added to Game Pass or anything, but uh, I don't know yet, but in my head, and what I'm hoping for, is Hades coming to Game Pass. That is something that uh, I want to see happen. But uh, I'm uh, asking for a bit too much now. But, Hades you know. is going to Game Pass. What do you mean? 
Well, it's not. Shut up, alright. <laughs> what? It's not coming to Game Pass. No, it is. When? I'm pretty sure somebody mentioned that, that it's come to Game Pass. Yeah, me being uh, talking no, about... No, 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 I'm pretty sure I've seen an article saying it is going to Game Pass. Well... And I was having a conversation with somebody else about it the other day, and it definitely went new. Well, fair enough. I think... Yeah. But uh, if there's any more news, I do have uh, Twitter open, so... You know, if we do see anything that's massive, I know that we're going to see Stalker 2 and stuff like that, but that'll probably be talked about in next week's uh, podcast unless something absolutely breaking happens tonight. But uh, yeah, so we'll get right into the news because we've got a lot a lot of it and a lot of small news, uh, you know, from uh, Nintendo, Xbox, and a lot, of, and a lot of movie news on the Sony part. So we'll get into news number one. Nintendo to use the new NVIDIA graphics chip in the 2021 Switch upgrade. Nintendo Co. plans to adopt and upgrade the NVIDIA Co. chip with better graphics and processing for a new Switch model planned for the late, uh, later at the end of this year, uh, according to a familiar people who are familiar with the matter. The new Switch uh, iteration will support NVIDIA's deep learning super sampling or DLSS, a novel rendering technology that uses artificial intelligence to deliver high fidelity graphics more efficiently that will allow the console, uh, which is set to be used for an OLED display to upgrade to reproduce game visuals at a 4K quality when plugged into the TV, said the people who asked uh, about it that, but you know, wasn't really necessarily planned. But uh, there's another part there, but I'm just going to leave off. Alex, uh, do you own a Switch? No, um, I don't. I, I do want to just touch on one small thing, though. It's NVIDIA, not NVIDIA. Ah. Not NVIDIA. Well, <laughs> I don't give up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't give up NVIDIA. Um, but no, yeah. I don't own a Switch. Um, I have, in the past, um, wanted one. Um, but then I was like, but what I actually play on it? And then... The one game that I actually really enjoyed on it was Tetris 99, which is Switch only. Yeah. There's no, like, PC port of it anywhere, which is wild to me. Um, but I think it's overpriced. Yeah, uh, which uh, is understandable. Yes, it, it's a really, really good handheld console that you can plug into your TV, but it's, it's still a handheld console in my opinion. Yeah, which like, is understandable. But it's also funny because I don't play it handheld when I play my Switch. Most people don't. Like, uh, my, yeah. my missus, when she's playing with uh, with the Switch, she'll play it handheld. But with me, I, I'm just like, nah, I can't, I can't be arsed. Like, I want to get the full experience of it with having the Joy-Cons, you know, and any game that has motion controls. The best yeah. being, like, Mario Odyssey and things like that. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is another news report that I'll probably put later on in the, in the documents here, but... Uh, with that being said, with these uh, new graphics chips, it's tend to be a hundred euro more expensive, or a hundred pounds, or a hundred dollars more expensive than the original. Uh, with your, which is which is wild because and I'm not a Nintendo guy. I never have been. I, I was both up on Sega, mm -hmm. um, and then straight straight to Sony. Um, Sega do what Nintendo don't. <laughs> uh, um. Nintendo are very well known for holding on to franchises that maybe should should have changed a little bit, but they haven't, and they still cater to a more family-oriented audience um, with games such as Mario and Zelda and 
Um, the graphics are fine, um, mm-hmm. and the art style is fine, but I don't think you're going to benefit from these games being in 4K anyway. Yeah, that that that's a perfect point. That's the one point I always bring up. Like, like when you when you look at Breath of the Wild, like even that in handheld mode, which is what 720p anyway, yeah. like it looks beautiful. There's no need for this. Well, personally, I don't think there is a need for the 4K in the Nintendo world, where most of your games look like cartoons anyway. There's like no realism yeah, there. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah like, like and especially. I think Ghost Recon Battlelands is a game that I refer to a lot in regards to realistic surroundings mm-hmm. because that game is breathtaking. Oh, and absolutely, yeah. You're never gonna see that kind of tree detail or lifelike detail in in a Nintendo game. Oh, so, like you, you it's, would it's if it's a third-party game, but you're going to need ridiculous amounts. You've paid an extra hundred pound for it, but ninety percent of our users aren't going to use it. Yeah. And that like also brings into the fact that how much storage is going to be in these consoles as well, because like that was one of the biggest factors with the Nintendo Switch, that you yeah. pretty much any the, you think after you got two games you need to get a, a SD card and you're just like, and to get a good one you'd probably be paying another hundred euro for one that has like decent amount of like storage and stuff like that, which wasn't really talked well of because there's like very little storage in the Switch as it is. But uh, the main difference had been an OLED screen with an extra two inches, I believe, on the original one. Like, yeah, I can understand that being cool, but 4K just, I just don't, I really don't see the massive thing about it with Nintendo. Like, their games look like cartoons, so 60 frames, sure, at 1080p, just as good as 4, just just as good as 4K as long as it runs well, so, you know. And, and I don't, I, I, I don't want to stereotype people, especially um, you have quite a wholesome uh, community. But uh, if, if people are 4K gaming, mm. they're likely PC gamers. They're not using a Nintendo Switch. Like that is very true. Like uh, I, I have my 4K TV like to the right of me, but like I'll, I'll I have my P- Switch. Yeah, and but I have my P, I have my PS5 and my Xbox Series X connected to my PC. Like to play 4K on my on my uh through my monitor, yeah. So you know, like the only time I would move it over is when I want to watch a 4K film. I like if I have a 4K disc film, I'll just bring over one of my consoles and slide it beside it. Other than that, you know, I'll just stream Disney Plus or something. But yes, yeah, it's, it's just the wrong target audience for me. If, if they, um, again, I'm not a Switch user, so I don't personally relate to that particular issue. But if they address the hard drive issue instead. I mean, we made a better SSD. Mm-hmm. Samsung have some stellar SSDs out right now um, that are really small as well and could probably help with the uh, the space issue that maybe Switches are having. Like, Absolutely, yeah. Maybe that would have been better, and I think that would benefit the majority of Switch users rather than just the small dynamic that may even use the 4K amount. Which is understandable, yeah. Like, uh, just me, and I think you, you as well, when it comes down to it, I think our opinion on it is there shouldn't be 4K. Like, it... You're like, how many third-party games you would you play on a Switch that you'd rather just play in PC or another console? You know, so just yes. just as simple as that. Moving on to news report number two: Assassin's Creed Valhalla: Wrath of the Druids expansion release date has been announced. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's first expansion, Wrath of the Druids, will be released on April twenty-sixth to or, sorry, April 29th. Don't know why I read that nine upside down. Two thousand and twenty-one, and it will send Eivor through the haunted beauty of Ireland as you gain the favor of the Gaelic kings 
and confront the dru- druidic druidic the druidic yeah. yeah druidic cult the children of danu the expansion is a part of valhalla's post-launch support which uh was revealed prior to the game's launch in 2020 Following Wrath of the Druids in summer, the Siege of Paris will let players relive the most ambitious battle of Viking history as they infiltrate the fortified city of Paris. Uh, I, as someone who's 100%ed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I can't, like, this is, for me, I'm just so excited to boot it back up. Like, there's been, like, some seasonal events and stuff like that, and I know there's just some, there's a lot of things in it at the moment that people complain about, but, like, I don't really complain playing about those things because i don't really see it as an issue is that like there's more gear that you can buy like on the store with microtransactions and like you can grind out uh like certain currency in the game that you can like earn like by grinding a lot but to me i'm just like i have a certain armor in the game but i'm fine with and it has all decent stats so buying things like that wouldn't really bother me but going back to assassin's creed Valhalla's first expansion this is something that for me i i'm sure you're aware that i'm super excited about as being irish uh uh, you know having something to look forward to in ireland and stuff like that uh it's it's exciting for me as well as loving assassin's creed so coming to ireland i would like i really wish that it was like a like a full-blown game but like the closest we got to that was uh shay in uh black flag which was an Irish protagonist, so you know. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, and, and in fact, I think probably the best AC game. Yeah, uh, ser- severely underrated. I will never forget when it was. It came out the same year as Unity, and they were just giving some Unity so much hype with it being a next gen only game. It was like, oh, you don't need to play Black Flag. And uh, if you haven't played this by now, I'm sorry, but spoilers: the game's been like almost eight years old now. Uh, the game literally ties into the start of Unity. Like the bastards lied to us. I was like, are you taking the piss? The developer was like, oh, you don't need to know about it. And I was like, you have no laugh. Yeah. Like, literally, the ending of that leads into the next-gen game. And I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. Like, you could tell that they really didn't want, like, people to to prioritize Black Flag because they wanted their new next-gen stuff to do well. I I don't want to go off too much on a tangent, but I I recently started playing Black Flag again, and... My God, is it? It's a beautiful game as well. It is absolutely. Fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, all, like all of the open it's world Assassin's Creeds. Yeah. Like, like uh, Valhalla, uh, exceptionally, is like there's just certain areas in that game that you would not think are in the game, and when you see them, you're like, holy shit, this is beautiful. Like, uh, and after I finished the game, is when I found out you could go to these places. Okay. So I was like, oh shit, like this is actually pretty cool. So them coming to Ireland. Is really exciting for me because like i don't know where in ireland it's actually going to be based probably going to be around the dublin area because back then dublin was pretty much like a what how can i say it? uh it was like a trading market for sea towns around then so that's probably where it's going to be so i'm excited about it you said you haven't played Valhalla yet have you no no i haven't yeah, um, I'm I'm i genius because i tried i got origins and odyssey mm. and i played a fair couple of hours of Origins in fairness, but it was very open worldy slow for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Assassin's Creed, I like the ability to run around and do whatever I want, but I also need some like linear narrative. Yeah, that's the um, one massive thing about the new trilogy is that it's just so open world. And if if you don't like that too much, you won't like Valhalla because it's just open space for it's, ages. It's, it's, it's not that I 
dislike it as much. I think I'm just tired of of, uh, of the similar kind of open world RPG style game that we've had for the last decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like like look at um the Middle Earth games that came out. Um, Shadow, Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic they, games. They, again, they, I, I love them. I don't buy it anyway because I'm a big Middle Earth fan. <laughs> yeah. Also, they they. To me, they felt more like Assassin's Creed than Assassin's Creed did of late. Oh yeah, uh, like I'm pretty sure some of the developers from Assassin's Creed worked on that as well. Yeah. Uh, as well as some people from the Arkham City games as well. So, you know, or the Arkham games. Game. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know they had the stealth mechanic as well as all that, but like Assassin's Creed Valhalla: The Ratchet is coming on April 29th. That is a day or two days before the PS5 Returnal game. So I'm gonna have to like play the shit through that as, and then get ready to play the that game. But we'll move on to episode, or number three, news report number three: the PS3, PS Vita, and PSP online stores to close this summer, says news report. According to a new report from Kirk uh, McKend uh, of the Gamer, uh, Sony plans to shutter the online. Uh, store for the playstation and ps vita and psp i have like a lot of details into it but we don't really need to go into too much uh woman uh alex when was the last time you touched a ps vita psp or a ps3 um i haven't been a playstation gamer since the 360 so yeah so never. yeah so <laughs> you know and there's there's like a small niche amount of people like i know colin mariardi wow. from last dance like he's still makes games for the ps uh, vita uh but you know that's a very very niche market but yeah, with that being said has a PS3 that he still uses and hasn't upgraded ever and it's kind of like yeah i i, I just play cod every now and then and then he's complaining that like all the cards he plays the servers aren't up anymore i'm like well that's because you're used to console that's older than our brother like <laughs> you need to move on yeah so. like uh with this being said like, is Sony just going to not like? There was rumors that one day they'll make a PS Vita too, but when you see things like this, like it, they might not happen. Uh, you know, if they try to uh, challenge Nintendo in the handheld market, you know. I don't think they need to. Oh no, they no. don't. But you know, there's always that like competitive side of it that you would you would expect for some companies. But uh, from 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 it looks like that they're just closing it down completely. Just shows that they're they've just given up on Vita. You know, we'll never yeah, we'll I, never get a sequel I, to it. I I, th I I think the next stage in in console is gonna be um a, a box in a box in your living room, like a very small one that there's pretty much not even a graphics card. Like and, a streaming uh, service type of box. Yeah, and it's just gonna plug into your TV, I, and that's why I think the big guys are not looking at handheld anymore because they see the future <laughs> it, it, yeah it's probably just not gonna be worth it right and let's be honest the like obviously you can't get the same quality of game on a mobile phone that you can on a handheld but they're not that far apart there's some really good mobile phones for gaming yeah that's very true right i don't know what they are because i'm not educated on the subject because i'm not really wanted to buy one because I use a Galaxy or, you know, an iPhone like most people, but the, there was professional esports on mobile. And I don't mean, like, not small tournaments. Card Mobile, Shoot, just PUBG. 
they're not played on a Samsung Galaxy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, there was that one time, though, where people kind of played Fortnite a bit on, uh, on mobile, because if you got, like, the Samsung Galaxy, you got, like, a Galaxy skin, but it was, like, super expensive. But, yeah, uh, looks like Sony just doesn't care about, uh, handheld anymore, and, and looks like it's moving away. So, it's kind of sad to see. Uh, I remember owning a PSP. I, I remember, I think the majority of the time, I used to use my PSP for watching movies on it. Remember watching that Orlando Blue film, uh, Kingdom of Heaven? Is that what it's called? I think yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, I just used to watch that. All, yeah, I just used to watch that the whole time on my PSP. Never actually played games on it, so yeah. Movie, yeah, it was fantastic. And, and, and as again, an Orlando Blue fan, it's the movie where he looks the best, in my opinion. But <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so we move on to ep- uh, I keep saying episode number four on the news report. Uh, Fallout 76, the inside vault. Uh, it has a roadmap for this year. Uh, we'll we'll just quickly uh, run through it here. So it looks like there's going to be a new kind of update each season. So we've got the spring update, the summer, fall, and winter updates. Uh, the spring one called Locked and Loaded, uh, which would be season four. Season five will be in the summer called uh, Steel Rain. Uh, season six will be called Worlds Are Changing. That'll be in the fall. And in the winter, Tales from the Stars, which is season seven. Alex, do you play any Fallout 76 or ever I, did? I have recently since it moved to Game Pass. Hey, we'll talk about Game Pass later, no doubt. Yeah, um, we will. And um, before the moon show, I looked at a bunch of reviews on, like, is it worth playing now? Like, um, have they made it good now? And um, yeah, they have. It's definitely very playable. It feels like a Fallout game in every sense of the word. Um, if you're a bit dubious about, um, like being in a public world and all that stuff, yeah. um, I believe the autumn update that's coming this year is actually going to be in regards to the private world. Yeah, which is exciting. Um, so that's a big one for anybody who would rather just have a little place with their friends. Kind of like I remember when I think it was, I, I, it was a Christmas time because I know it came out like in November at some point. My 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 parents bought me Fallout seventy six and I was like, oh, thanks, yeah, I really, <laughs> really wanted this game. Like, uh, I mean, sure, I didn't like, you know, I didn't pay for it, so I was grateful in that respect. But knowing what the game was and that it was trash at launch. I was like, yeah. oh, right, thanks. But uh, I actually I have it downloaded on my Xbox, but I just haven't played it. But yeah, with knowing that you know that they have a roadmap, they're making it clear that this game still is being played and people enjoy it. You know, like so. With that being said, you like that kind of entices me to come back to it, knowing that there's a roadmap, they have a strategy. They they were like, okay, listen, if you love Fallout, these things are coming to it. Like you know. Like the yeah. Brotherhood of Steel, you know, all these little tiny things are coming. So, along with the NPCs that they added, you know, that were missing at launch. So, I know that it does make it a lot more intriguing. Yeah. Uh, they're adding more NPCs again in Season 5 of the Summer Update, I believe. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll probably drop into so it. Going on. I, I think if you're a Fallout fanatic it's, and you've been put off by the initial launch, probably worth revisiting. Yeah, so if you haven't and you have Game Pass, I highly recommend you give it a go. 
Number five on the news report, Microsoft has renamed <laughs> Xbox Live to the Xbox Network. Microsoft I is changing. <laughs> yeah, Xbox is Xbox, or sorry, Microsoft is changing the name Xbox Live to a more prosec Xbox Network. A change the company told The Verge will enable it to be a better differentiate to its online networks from Xbox Live Gold subscription offerings to Xbox Network refers to underlying Xbox services, which has updated in Microsoft's service agreements. A Microsoft rep told the site, the update from Xbox Live to Xbox Network is intended to distinguish the underlining from the services of Gold memberships. So basically, uh, we all know that for ages, people were complaining that Microsoft was literally just bumping up the price and only having like a a $60 or a 60 euro membership. You weren't able to buy the year or the month or the three months one that you used to do. And you were only allowed to still play online games if you had like Xbox Live. And like uh, the whole internet went in like a freak. I was like, come on, like Sony, you don't like Sony doesn't have this. Why are you still there? So, so you know, uh, what? Why is that there? And then they went back and they scrapped it. Now they're just like, okay, so if you don't have Xbox Live, it will just be called Xbox Network now. Which I, I, I'm like, yeah, sure, okay, cool. So does that mean there still is an Xbox Live? Um, you you just you yeah, just you uh, know, no. yeah. Well, so like, <laughs> what, what it entails as well is that free to play games such as I don't know Warzone and Fortnite. Mm -hmm. um, you will no longer need a subscription to play those online. Yeah, so like they've like, which I think so, is kind of crazy. I actually kind of forgot that that was a thing, because like I'm someone who owns an X Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscription, so I it doesn't apply to you, right? You just, yeah, like for me, it's just like okay, I have I get my free games every month. I get Game Pass as well as ha getting to play online. So to me, I'm just like yeah, okay. But I actually kind of forgot about that type of thing. But seeing that they've taken this long, I suppose, yeah, sure, okay, cool. Maybe it might entice people to get an Xbox uh, Series S, you know, because of the price the price margin. So There's actually some fantastic deals for the Series S out there as well. Not that I have one or will get one because PC life. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there are some pretty good deals out there where you can get, like, um, I think right now, and again, I know we're probably going to talk, about it at some point maybe a little later um but game pass is pretty value for money um and there's a lot of deals you can get when you pay monthly for your xbox s for like two years or whatever mm -hmm. and you get game pass included with that monthly payment i think and it's called all access isn't it all access i, I i'm not sure um yeah. but again it's just if you're unsure but you got a little bit of excess money at the end of every month it, it's probably worth taking a look at yeah, like, uh, X, like the one thing that kind of drove Xbox to where they are is how far they kind of, quote-unquote, lost the last-gen uh, thing. And they came, like, they were slowly building into this where it's super consumer-friendly, uh, you know, the way, like you said it yourself, like, X Xbox Game Pass is probably the best value in gaming in forever so you know like and if you look at the games that are on it right now and like the games that they add almost monthly 
is ridiculous. And the fact that they have Outriders day one that, uh, you know, it's 50-50 with some people, but I enjoy it. But The Bethesda acquisition was huge. Yeah, it was. And like that's why when you see things like Deadloop, I don't care. I'll, if it's a PlayStation exclusive right now, when it comes, when when it when it comes to Game Pass, I'll play it. Like I, I'm not too I, fussed. I, I don't know what the exact number is, but I know it's roughly like over just over 500 games right now on Game Pass. Yeah, and they it's, always go into rotation as well, which is ridiculous. Nine English pounds. I don't know what that translates to into euros. Uh, for me, it is 13 euro. Oof, sounds yeah. like a ripoff to be honest. No, it's not. Like, it's... <laughs> oh, well, you're on Ultimate, though, as well, right? Yeah, like, so my yeah, Ultimate's, like, 13 euro, and I'm just like, yeah, I, that amount, and yeah. the amount, of, like, as a game reviewer and someone who plays games constantly, and, you know... It's free real estate, isn't it? it? Pretty much. Like, I, I'm living the dream over on Xbox. I mean, like, you can always put into consideration, like, going off on a little tangent here, but, like, you can always just say, oh, yeah, like, with, with games that come to Game Pass, like, if when Halo Infinite comes to Game Pass... And it's a mediocre game. Like, is that going to be the standard on Xbox as opposed to PlayStation? You're paying that 70 euro for a game that's high quality story driven. You know, there's things like that that I get a little bit worried about when it comes to Xbox. But, you know, from what I'm seeing so far with the Halo Infinite stuff, I have hopes. And I just hope they don't get crushed too much. All right. As the Xbox fanboy in me still believes. I believe. I believe. So, <laughs> so uh, news item number six. This one, uh, Michael, I might go on a little tangent a little bit, but we'll just send to it. So this is a rumor, first of all. This is not confirmed that the Call of Duty 2021 will be called Call of Duty World War II Vanguard. A rumor suggests that Call of Duty 2021 will be called... Call of Duty World War II Vanguard. This news, which comes from the modern war zone, states that the current title for the 2021 game is called war Vanguard. How many times do I have to say it? But yeah, uh, Warzone says uh, the name might be a code name, but uh, it could be the final release name too. Uh, this is, of course, just a rumor for now. Uh, a name has not been confirmed to subject to change, but it usually is around this time of the year anyways. Uh, this is when all the little Call of Duty leaks are peeking out around uh march may you know this is this is the usual time uh it happens so the new title is set to release in the fourth quarter of the year uh like every other call of duty game does will be marked by sledgehammer games which is also interesting we'll talk about that in a second the first new games in their uh launch title are since world war Two. Oh yeah, yeah, World War Two. I was just talking off my top of my head from my Call of Duty knowledge there. <laughs> uh, while Activision has not officially uh, confirmed that Sledgehammer Games as a developer, uh, multiple rumors have indicated and hinted at such. I'm not going to read the rest of it because I know my Call of Duty enough. I buy it every year, I play it every year, and I play it competitively. So this to me, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about World War Two. We need to stop. I, as a matter of fact, as someone who loves Call of Duty, just don't make it for a year. You know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be made. Like, uh, you could literally just work off uh, Warzone for an entire year and you will be fine. You will make loads of money because you make loads of money anyway from the amount of shit that you get off it. 
with the Game Pass, or not the Game Pass, sorry, the Battle Pass. Uh, World War II, uh, made by Sledgehammer Games, was a fantastic story. The multiplayer had probably one of the best features where the game battles was implemented into it. So your rank play and your battle like game battles, you just linked up your gamebattle.net account and you could just play people that way, which I thought was absolutely fantastic for people like me who like playing 3v3s and 4v4s and like uh, certain game modes such as Hairpoint, uh, Search and Destroy and stuff like this. But if there's a case, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware that the new Battlefield is going to be announced later on this year at some point. Yeah. And... It's going to be a modern battle. Like, like we don't know if it's called Battlefield Six, but we do know that it's a modern uh, bat- uh, battlefield game. And if I don't know if you played three or four, but my god, they are phenomenal, like modern shooter type games. And I think modern, like modern warfare, kind of missed the zone, missed America a little bit there with uh, that type of thing. So with, sorry, this is the thing is though, right? Battlefield and and Call of Duty, yes, they're both FPS games, but they're in my opinion different genres. Like, um, so it's hard to. I think it whilst a lot of people compare them quite often, I think it's hard to do so because Battlefield and one of its biggest things that that make it attractive to, to play is. Is especially with the new game that, that's coming out, they've teased the ability to the destruction. destroy literally every single building in the game. Yeah, like that is the main thing. But like, COD has stolen, well, I wouldn't say stolen, but taken some uh, game modes and brought it into like a bigger battles. Like, I'm not sure in like if you've seen in COD that there's like massive, massive scale battles now where you can drive around yeah. the tanks and stuff like that. Like, I don't play that type of stuff, but they've taken that from that and it's just going to be seeing a, a world war ii that's a fair assertion either um back on call of duty 4 and ground war existed granted it wasn't 30 versus 30 but it was it was 9v9 it was way larger than than what a normal game mode would be it oh yeah definitely the ability yeah. To, to play in larger games oh yeah definitely so and then obviously technology's progressed they've made it larger the incorporation of vehicles probably was inspired by battlefield doing so but... oh yeah d- definitely but like when when uh what was it was there was it 64 player lobbies what battlefield brought out and people were like oh yeah more people all this stuff then like yeah. i'm not sure which cod it was exactly but then they implemented it and then there's just like okay that's just gonna be going back and forth and then i think it was battlefield 5 but they were like oh yeah uh 120 people in the lobby oh yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like they're just like comparing numbers, but I'm like I I I play Call of Duty every year. I I love it, but like that. This is what makes me a little bit excited for Battlefield. Like there hasn't been a Battlefield in a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like you would assume they put more time and effort into it, yeah, rather than a little bit of copy past the code and. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's like... pretty much it. Like like bear in mind, like I. The Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is the most disliked video on YouTube, but it actually has one of the best campaigns, which is crazy to say, but it actually does. And it's actually just mental. And as somebody who likes the Call of Duty single-player element, a lot of people, or the majority of people that play Call of Duty don't, in fact, probably don't even bother playing the single-player. Oh, yeah, they Um, don't. They just play multiplayer, yeah. 
such low reviews, which kind of makes me sad because then the people who do play single-player games, not so much me anymore, but there's a lot of them out there yourself, um, Darren who's in behind me, Donkey, um, and a bunch of other people I could go on for ages, um, who, who do really want to play single-player games. Mm-hmm. How long before Call of Duty just say that we're not releasing the campaign? Well, like, they pretty much did uh, with Battle or with Black Ops 4. Like, yeah. you know? But that was more of a development hell, like, when they put themselves in the loop where Activision like, more Black Ops. Yeah, but we've made all the... Yeah, more Black Ops. But then, you know, when you when you force a developer to make a game and try to add a story when they've kind of finished off the trilogy, like, when they made Black Ops 3, like, they kind of closed the line of, you know, the storyline. But then they tr- tried to reopen it again with 4, my, my political standpoint on, on Activision is not a good one, so... <laughs> and um, me too, so, you know, that's fine, <laughs> you know? But, like, when you're... Like, I think... We all know Call of Duty is just a cash cow at this point. It makes oh, millions every year without... FIFA. Yeah. It's any sport game, right? Like, well, FIFA's a different whole different kind of it. We're in the billions with FIFA, and that just sickens me to say, but, you know... We'll just put another one out every year, and people will buy it every year. Yeah. Good job, have fun. Yeah, like um, so, um just while we're on that note before Yeah 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 go on. Go past. Um I, I haven't caught your last five um podcasts before this one, your your gamer chats. Mm-hmm. Um did you discuss the new Pro Evo? Uh, no, uh we didn't because that hasn't really came up, but like it I do know right? well, it's not even that it's been relevant. Like <laughs> they literally were just like, Yeah, you know what, lads, uh guess what? This year we're not doing a pro evolution, but it's going to be a, like a little update. So, yeah. like, it's the same game, just the teams are going to be re, re, like, vamped to what they look like in the 2021. And in, I'm not sure if it's the end of this 2021 cycle or the start of 2022, where it's a brand new PES game. Like, they skipped a year. Uh, so yeah. that would, that's, that's something that I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, I, yeah. I play yeah. FIFA in the, Pez controls because I grew up playing Pez, like you know. So we alternated because one year one was always better than the other. Yeah, and um, like you know, like uh, more games should start doing that. I don't see why Call of Duty couldn't do that. Okay, for this year we're just gonna give you a shit ton of DLC, and it'll cost you like twenty quid or whatever. And then next year you get a full release game. Yeah, like I just like it's not that hard when you're a billion dollar company that's making billions of dollars like on a free to play game bear in mind like you can take the chance of just not releasing a game for a year you'll be fine and like give the people that itch that like for what battlefield has right now where it's like oh yeah we're coming back with something massive with the scaling of buildings that like just drop to it like a crisp you know just just the way that it's going to show and i like i assume battlefield uh, six, whatever it's going to be called, it looks beautiful because all the battlefields do. You know, yeah. back in my head, I'm just like, give me Bad Company three, baby. But you know, we probably won't get it. But you know, uh, that'd be ex- yeah, exciting. The, I, I think the estimated net worth of Activision right now is about twenty billion dollars. Um, they could not make a card for, for a year and just wait and make a good one instead. But Alex, speaking yeah. of billions. Oh, yes. News report number seven. Microsoft reportedly opening its wallet once again for a $10 billion acquisition of Discord. We'll get into it. I'll just read out the little piece of it here and then we'll get into it here. Because when I saw this, I was like, sure, it's just one of those rumors. And then I saw that it was picking up heavily and I was like, okay. So Microsoft have just spent $7.5 billion 
to bring Zinemax Media and thus Bethesda into the first party network of game studios. That's an eye-watering sum and you think they'd leave that corporation's pocket feeling a little lighter than usual. Well, according to a new report from Bloomberg, it's looking to splash even more cash. At, and at this time, the target is Discord. The report sourcing people familiar with the matter says Microsoft is in talks to acquire the immensely popular online chat platform and more than for more than $10 billion. The report is uh, cooperated by a similar story on VentureBeat, which uh, states Discord is exploring its options for acquisition after several parties showed interest, uh, one of them being Microsoft, of course. The chat service was founded in 2015 and has quickly t uh, become the place to talk online with friends, particularly for game gr gaming groups, aka the BBU. Uh, it attracts more than 100 million users a month and is apparently looking to expand its reaches and appeal a wider audience for Microsoft owners such as a popular service would work big for Xbox. The larger company Bloomberg analyst Matthew Kenterman explains uh, the acquisition would uh, make sense as it continues to reshape its gaming business towards uh, software and services, suggesting Discord's uh, premium uh, subscription Nitro could be a part of Game Pass. Uh, apparently other companies as well such as Epic Games and Amazon are also uh, involved with being interests uh, for this. But Alex, holy shit, Microsoft trying to pull out another one. They're like, they can have my first kid if they want to buy that too. Like, you know, like they like this, this thing with Microsoft, they I remember when it first came along that it's like, oh, Warner Brothers could be up for sale for four billion. Oh, Microsoft are one of those people. Can they do it? And then they literally just go and buy Zenimax uh, for double that. And you're just like, why not? why not? And then now that's, you know, 10 billion for Discord. Like, is Discord worth 10 billion? This is the question for me. Now, I, I have been up and down with Microsoft over the years. Mm -hmm. Of course, I have. Everybody has. Um, but of late, the last 18 months, the way they're getting back into gaming specifically, and they are very clearly focusing on PC gaming. Um, I'm interested in what this means. Um, if you remember way back when, they bought Skype. Yeah, I remember that. And that was a cluster duck. Absolutely. And didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, already established and heavily, and it is already, and this is a feature that hasn't been talked about, it already has a inbuilt feature, which a lot of people probably don't use, where you can invite people directly to the game you're playing through Discord. Yeah, like I've used it once yeah. or twice. Yeah, and if that suddenly gets integrated with Game Pass as well, not only can you see what people are playing, they can invite you, you're going to be talking about Game Pass all the time, you'll be talking about Microsoft all the time. So from a marketing standpoint, yes, it's worth a lot of money, but Discord also only makes money from Nitro, and donations so where they get 10 billion dollars from i just don't know uh like you can also say the same thing about how do the companies that microsoft acquires like earn anything back from you know game pass itself but like well 10 billion <laughs> Let, let's say let's say new call duty comes out just for argument's sake game we've just been talking about mm -hmm. and microsoft like cool we'll put out a game pass we'll give you X amount of money, or the alternative, because we don't know how those contracts work, mm -hmm. could be every time somebody downloads it, we'll give you X amount of money instead. Yeah. Right. So it could be like per download, or it could be an initial purchase, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. If they own the company, they don't have to pay that anymore. From every game Bethesda makes from now on, it will be on Game Pass. Can't wait. Like, they don't have to pay the, the either initial fee or the retention fee that they have to pay for other games, potentially. Um, I'm not sure I have money to burn anyway, but $10 billion is a lot. Yeah, like, that's... Like, I, I know Microsoft is, like, a massive company, but, like, yeah, you're waving your money, but, like, I still think one of the most best steals in gaming history in the last five years is that Sony bought uh, Insomniac Games for $200 million. Yep. Like, I'd rather, like, you know, like, personally, I'd rather spend $7.5 billion on, like, you know, that's how much I think Insomniac Games are worth. They have made ridiculously amazing games you know like uh sunset overdrive when it came to xbox that was like one of my favorite games it's like probably still to this day severely underrated probably because of it being an xbox game and nobody buying an xbox one uh growing up with the resistance ratchet and clank spyro uh, you know and clank, what a game. like you know and rift apart coming out in just a few months three months from now actually you know yeah. i am like when you see things like that and you're like oh wow like 200 million like they they don't like i'm not sure if you even knew about that but like people talking about this like being and that was only this year and then like but like when we see microsoft spending billions billions like you know that's it goes to show how much they're invested in my opinion like like or i see it that's exactly what i'm going to get at here is just like But what does the Xbox uh, UI look like when Discord is involved? You know, I don't like uh, mentally. I in my head, I do not like. I only see Discord on my PC and sometimes on my phone, and I've only ever seen it that way. It's gonna be so weird if I turn like hit the middle button on my Xbox and there's a Discord logo, you know, and like they're gonna implement like the streaming uh, or the sharing the screen and stuff like that. That's gonna be. to, to my knowledge, Xbox parties and Xbox private chats still exist, right? They do, yeah. They can just remove and replace. Which is also very interesting, but it also brings on the back that with this Microsoft network thing, do you need Xbox Live to have Discord, you know, and all that jazz, but... Yeah, it's a good... Well, I mean, yeah, good question. Which also brings into the initiative, like, if Nitro goes to Game Pass... Or, like, you know, if you have Game Pass and, like, you want Nitro, you get it for that. Like, and you don't have any of this. You just have the Microsoft network. Does it give you the uh, the initiative to want to buy Game Pass because you see all Definitely. the benefits that you get, you know? All these Definitely. other things. But, yeah, like, 10 I, I, fucking I, I, billion. I, I'm optimistic. <laughs> um, the first time that Microsoft really caught my attention was actually, like, maybe just over 12 months ago, um, maybe like 14 months ago, when they done, they released the Definitive Edition for Age of Empires 2. Mm-hmm. Um, which, a couple of good reasons um, w- w- why they really caught my attention. The first, and the obvious one, if you currently owned a copy of the HD edition of Age of Empires 2, then you got the new version for 20 quid. 15, 15 or 20 quid it was. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, they just made it look better. It's 4K, there's new campaigns, there's new 
um, civilizations, there's new game modes. Like it is, for all intents and purposes, a new game, just with the same mechanics. They've rebuilt the entire engine and everything. It's fantastic. Yeah. And you got that for 15, 15 20 quid because you already owned it. Um, which is crazy. The, the bigger thing, which most people don't realize, and um, the guy that kind of reignited the fire behind Age of Empires and put it on the map again in regards to like Twitch views and probably general player base. Um, they worked very closely with him and would frequently ask him, okay, well, you're a caster for the community. He hosts all the community events and tournaments and stuff, tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. What did the community complain about? What do you think would benefit the community? And they implemented a lot of the stuff that he was talking about that people complained with. Yeah. Which, it's just, and you mentioned it earlier, and when people are complaining about Xbox Live and Xbox Network and stuff, and you're not going to get this, and they fixed it. They they reneged on their word. They're like, okay, we're listening to you guys. And if they do the same thing with Discord, people complain and they listen, it, it just puts them more and more in my good books. Yeah, like Xbox has really gone consumer friendly to say, like, we want to, yeah. te- we're trying to show you that we are the best price in gaming and I, we don't care how much we have to spend to prove that to you, you know, yeah. which I, I just think is absolutely mind blowing. Uh, you know. I wonder, I wonder, um, there's, I, I don't know what the current stats are like with new gen, however, historically, oh, uh, PS5 is only ever lost money on PlayStation. Yeah, like they, they like we we know they, they did like the same. Them. Yeah, they don't like, but the fact that it's just so high demand, and I think the games speak for themselves. Like, with bear in mind at the moment, there's not a lot of games, but Returnal coming out and Insomniac's, uh, what you call it, Ratchet and Clank, uh, and possibly Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, two of those games there are massive IPs, but yeah. Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn maybe maybe not but remember yeah. when they showed off the ps5 and they were like oh god of war 2021 like that game's not coming out in 2021 whether you like it or not like <laughs> get like get your head out from under that rock it, it ain't like it's not coming out in 2021 yeah like yeah. just simple well, <laughs> yeah sony historically don't make a lot of money um off the playstation which is baffling to a lot of people who only really know them as a playstation right yeah like yeah. sony as a company like brought in a revenue of like seven billion throughout the entire yeah that's like sony as a brand microsoft are realizing this i'm like listen we've got the money yeah why not because it's it's no secret that for the last uh, definitely in, in in last gen maybe potentially a new gen xbox are behind Oh yeah, they, like they still are, like they still are, and they probably will that be for, probably will be that way for a while unless and things such as Halo Infinite. Only throw money at this. Yeah, we've got money too. Should we? Just <laughs> we have twenty times more than that. Yeah, yeah, like right, twenty like, times let's more. <laughs> use the money. So maybe that's maybe that's just what they do. Maybe it is all about the actual console war. And yeah, this is their way of getting to it. Maybe it's to the point I alluded to earlier about what what comes next. What 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 what's the what's the end game of consoles when it's a streaming service? If Game Pass has existed for five six years, by the time that comes around, and someone's like, okay, well, we have a digital marketplace as well, and 
and, and Xbox are like, yeah, you do, but we have EA access. We have integration with Steam. We've got Discord. We've got Bethesda. We've got Game Pass. That's with subscriptions that people have already been paying for, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe they're just super early on the idea that next gen isn't really a console. Like, uh, I I do agree with you to a certain aspect, but like. I, I just don't see Sony moving away from that at all. Like, if they do... I don't either. I don't. Like, uh, not, uh, not, I think there will be a PlayStation 6. Oh, yeah, there will be. Uh, you know, and I probably will buy it because okay. I'm that type of person. Uh, but, like, that's so far away from now that we won't even know what the gaming industry is like because of COVID and stuff like this now and how industries are impacted we don't know what next year is going to look like for gaming developers uh you know when it comes to staying at home uh you know and stuff like that so i'm really excited about what's new like what's to come but like 10 billion for discord is just mind-boggling like when you when like i i don't mean to sound like so like it just i'm just like this sounds so stupid and shit like that but like there's there's like there's seven point uh, what is it, like seven point something billion people in the world you know yeah you can give one person you know, like you know you can give like you know a million to each one of these people gladly or a few million and you'll still have enough to buy like you know what you did for Zenimax's uh and bethesda you know <laughs> like things like that are just crazy we're gonna skip well, past uh news report eight because we touched on it which was the yeah, the nintendo yeah, switch stuff before we move on though yeah, yeah a little bit of interesting um statistics that, that you may want to consider um they're buying it for 10 billion it's estimated at 7 billion mm-hmm. so and before that last year it was three and a half billion so it's nearly doubled in growth year by year from 2017 to now pretty yeah. much double um as, as you go through the different value parts um so maybe next year it's worth 14 million and that's why they're quite happy to buy it for 10 now yeah because they probably like we'll see maybe it will go up in value in yeah. like two or three years but you know um i just 10 million wow um <laughs> so news report number nine Amazon Games opens uh, development in Montreal. Amazon Games today announced uh, it was going to open a new game development uh, studio in Montreal, Canada. The Montreal studio, which joins Amazon Games development studios in Seattle, Orange County, and San Diego, will focus on creating an original AAA game. Uh, Amazon Games is actively hiring to build a talented team with a variety of roles. I- I'm not even going to go through the much of that, like, I will be more, like, down... Like, this is just gaming news. I'll be more intrigued when I actually see a game from Amazon Games actually being released. Like, uh, whenever that comes. Whenever. (laughs) You know? I'm so hyped. It's probably going to be, like, 2022. There's rumors that it could be at the end of this year, but they're, like, whispers in the wind. Um, It's likely 2022, in my opinion, but I'm really hyped. Um, And, again, I think Amazon could have a similar setup to Game Pass. With oh yeah, the definitely. Whole Amazon Prime, music, Twitch, stuff like that. Yeah, which I I'd like to see personally because I want I, like I I have my Prime, you know, and uh, I'm and just so you know I'm very close to hitting affiliate for anyone who doesn't who uses Game Prime and you can always just come to me at a uh, you know www.twitch.com uh, forward slash Mr. Davy Boy. But yeah, um, 
you know like i feel like they they like uh prime could be so much more than it is right now like uh you know there's like there's just so much that take they can take from that and it could make it 10 times better you know but like we seen we seen like them open all these studios i just hope a google thing doesn't happen with stadia and like they just close them down in a few months because they're not getting where they want to go so you know stadia's issue was trying to get people to play twice for their games um so it was never going to work yeah, like and that won't apply to Amazon because they're making their own fresh AAA games, which Google really kind of weren't. Mm. So that's my hope, anyway. Which is understandable. That's my hope. Um, so yeah, that's from open Amazon. Um, I was actually talking to Shadow, um, one of the guys in PE, about the World of Warcraft subscription changes. Being able to, we're talking about subscriptions a lot. At the moment, <laughs> that, that's but, just I mean, what the world's the going the world towards, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the way the world is. Um, I I seen this. Do you, how bad do you think this is? Uh, as in the next news report? Uh, yeah. What I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll read it first, so viewers can, their listeners can uh, hear it, and then we'll get a little bit into it. So, Blizzard haven't just announced big changes to purchable purchasable game time as of today. The game time options for 30 days, 90 days, and 180 days have been removed. Uh, and the game time is now available to purchase of 60 days for 30... I, I don't know if it's 30 pounds for you. Would it be 30 pounds for you? Um, It would probably be... If that's dollars, probably like 25. All right. Yeah, so... Uh, and the this is in the World of Warcraft subscriptions, uh, which used to have you know 30 days 90 days and 180 days i don't play world of warcraft as much as i used to but yeah. i like i feel like how much was 180 days like how much was that um i don't know i don't know i know it was like six pound a month so because like if you do the maths like just two months alone uh is a 120 days uh you know 120 120 days would be 60 dollars so adding three so if it's a three-month subscription and it goes up to you know what 90 like uh, yeah, that's kind of stupid money as it is but uh i think games like this should have more free reign on time spent on it uh personally like uh Especially with the type of game it is that it has like a trial type thing where like it expires after a certain amount of days, you know. I personally don't like games like that. So seeing Blizzard taking the Activision approach of you get more money this way, I, it doesn't really sit with me that well. That's literally just it. It is just we get more money this way. Yeah. We want people to drive to us and forget that they've subbed to us. That That's what we want. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's so scummy. Um, in, in fact... I, what I would like to see from a wholesome dev, if there's any of you out there listening, um, make an MMO where you have a subscription to play, but the play is game time. Like, actually game time. Um, so, if I buy 30 days of playtime, that is the equivalent of 30 days in hours of actual playtime. I yeah. have to be logged in. 
Mm -hmm. That would be really um, doing subscription models like this, especially when people only pay for um, usually expansions in WoW. That, that's how people play. Expansion drops, everybody resubs, uh, the, and then they play it, then they leave it again. Yeah. Um, and that's why they're getting rid of the 30-day option. Because people will sub once, they will do their expansion, they will finish it, they will leave. And yeah. then six months later, when the next party dispatches came out, they'll come back, they'll resub, like, and and that's and that's how that's how wild players kind of play the game. So they're removing the option to do thirty-day subs, so that people kind of are almost forced or coerced into paying twice. Yeah, I I just like you can see Activision had a little bit of a hand on that, probably. One hundred percent. That's Activision. Yeah, and I'm just like God. Jesus Christ, like, there's no need for it. Like, just really was no need for it. Moving on to news report number 11. This one took me by surprise. Ghost of Tsushima is now becoming a movie with the director from of John Wick at the helm. Uh, Sony put out a tweet uh, with PlayStation uh, saying that they were developing a Ghost of Tsushima with uh, John Wick's Chad Sh Stalinsky, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, directing it, oh, and then, sorry. yeah, and then uh, the Ghost uh, Sucker Punch uh, put out a tweet saying, "Ghosts of Mishima is on the big screen. We're huge fans of uh, Chad, and we cannot wait to see uh, take Jin on his journey." I think this is kind of pretty cool. Um, seeing the Ghost of Tsushima game, yeah, I'm not sure if you've played Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I've, I've actually watched a fair bit of it, which I don't do with a lot of games, but I have watched a fair bit. I think I've watched you play it as well. Yeah, like it's a fantastic, beautiful game. I, I love it so much, and seeing it come to the big screen is going to be interesting because that's not one that that's not the first of Sony's projects that they have. They've got Uncharted. They're probably going to do in Horizon. There's also rumors at the moment of a Demon Souls uh movie also Last in production, and Last of Us. So you know, they they like. They're trying to make all their money as they can in the the big screen as well as, you know, just their games. Yeah. So, which is interesting to see. But also another side note, which I found interesting, is Ghost of Tsushima has also sold a staggering 6.5 million copies, which makes it the 14th best-selling PS4 game of all time. Jesus. Like, Considering it's not been out very long, that's yeah. a lot. And for those people who might be like, oh, well, yeah, but not many people are going to buy it now. Man, that's so incorrect. Minecraft is the highest selling game of all time because it's been out for so long. Yeah, and the fact that I promise you, if that game ever hits the PlayStation hits and drops to that $20 mark or €20 euro mark, by God, <laughs> you well, know. I mean, at some point, it will get a PC release. It, it more than likely will with the way uh, PlayStation are going. Uh, so, like obviously the best-selling playstation game of all time or ps4 game of all time is grand theft auto because you know yeah. it's been on every generation for the last three years so you know there's been three copies of it yeah yeah you know so it it is crazy to see uh i i am looking thing. forward to it yeah it's like like i think uh the best way that i can see this movie going forward is using Jin the actual animation and face guy that and the voice actor that they use for the game they should use him in the movie personally that's what I think because like, I think 
and I don't say this with movies very often, as somebody who loves the original Lord of the Rings trilogy compared to The Hobbit because it's all done with mirrors and, and extras rather than with CGI. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to have to be pretty CGI heavy. There's a lot of stuff that this guy does that just isn't humanly possible by any stretch of the word. Yeah. Um, and I think you need to emphasize that in in, in the creation of, of the movie and the, the telling of the story. Um, because, and I don't know the story super well, yeah. but it, it's literally a, it's the, the rumors that people will be passing to each other is kind of, oh, he can do this and he can do that and he can do that. And that needs to be appropriated in the movie. Yeah, I think there will be a sense of realism, uh, you know? Yeah. So. Um, I, I don't want to see, like, some James Bond-esque guy or... And the last, samurai, the last notable samurai movie I watched was The Last Samurai. Fantastic movie. And Tom I wouldn't Cruise. want that to be CGI'd ever. Yeah. Uh, like, uh... It, it, it's, I don't want this to feel like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll always come down to it, though. Like, uh, it'll always come down to if a film is based on heavy CGI and stuff. I personally didn't like The Hobbit that much because of how much CGI was used. And that took away my experience from it, as opposed to when I watched Lord of the Rings. Like, because Lord of the Rings is my favorite trilogy of all time, almost, you know? So, you know, like, I I bought the 4K extended editions uh, recently. I watched them again recently. I loved them, you know? Like, I love The Hobbit 1. I, lo- I love, you know... They're not bad movies, but they they're just not. Better. Yeah, you know. And it's the same with almost any film ever made, like, nowadays. Like, a lot of films are CGI. And I I just personally... Like, movies look a lot better when they use uh, practical effects with a bit of CGI. But, like, uh, obviously there's, like, lightning and stuff in this game. Obviously that'll be CGI and stuff like that, but... If they'll ever make like a God of War one as well, that'll also probably be heavily CGI'd. The Last of Us is going to be obviously like if they do it well, make up a lot of you know tickers and stuff like that, all that type of yeah. stuff. It'll be, I, I be. <laughs> yeah, like with things like that, it has me excited for all of these stuff coming up. But obviously, I was also going to put in like the last news report any uh, ID at Xbox event that's taking place right now and I'm literally scrolling through it right now and I don't know if it's just a case that it's still going on but my god like I look up the Xbox in the showcase and everybody's saying the exact same thing that these commentators are so annoying just show us games and I feel the exact same way like this could have been a 30 minute event just showing us games but yeah whatever like so probably in the next uh gamer chat uh we will talk about uh whatever is shown at that or you know like so far there's no breaking news so i can't really break any news to anybody but uh sadly uh that is the end of this week's uh gamer chat uh thank you alex so much for being on the show been a pleasure so uh don't forget uh uh, I'll be sending a link, or I'll be putting a link in the description for the BBU uh, Discord. Uh, you can come on over, chat with us. Uh, if you want to be in the F1 League, just give us a shout on that. You know, uh, we play all all variety of games. You know, the server can be a bit intimidating, I guess, because there's a lot of chats. Oh yeah, definitely. I would anybody who joins to just mute the server when you join, and then just 
take whatever roles you want for the games you play and follow the shots that way. That's yeah, exactly. So that has been this week's episode of Gamer Chat. I will talk to awesome. you all next week. Uh, love, peace, and positivity, and I'll see you all in a bit.